Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yong Xin Ning. I'm the co-founder of Change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is the Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the square apple in you? Let's begin! Hi, I'm Shin Ning. Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Today, I will be sharing my experiences of how to relax so that you can think better. If you want to have a reason to stare out of the window and have something defensible to say to your boss, this episode is for you. For the past 27 episodes of the Square Apple Show, I've mostly talked about challenging assumptions and seeing the world through a different lens. But blind spots cannot be easily detected, nor insights easily obtained. Elastic Thinking by Leonard Melodinow is one of my favourite books that gives insights on how to condition the brain to make it, um, for lack of a better word, more elastic. So elastic thinking is allowing the brain to make connections in an undirected fashion, as opposed to directed thinking, which performs logical, step-by-step, analytic thinking. Elastic thinking is good for addressing problems that require out-of-the-box, innovative and creative thinking. The author shares a few techniques which I thought was pretty interesting and I would like to share them with you on the show today. I'm sure many of you will like the first technique. It's about freeing up your mind or in plain English, it's called idling. Research has shown that an idle mind is not necessarily a devil's workshop. Letting the mind get into its default mode will help the brain integrate and make sense of all the diverse ideas without control of the executive brain. You know, it's just like looking at the autosterograms, or what we used to call 3D pictures. You need to relax your eyes and focus on the background for the hidden image to emerge. By the way, as I was writing this podcast script, I tried to look at such 3D pictures, but after trying for a long time, I still can't see the hidden diagram. Different people have different ways of relaxing the mind. Some people go for a ride, Some people like listening to music. And for me, my mind is most relaxed when I'm jogging or when I'm riding the public transport. I once read on LinkedIn that someone calls jogging meditation in motion. And I thought it was such an apt description. For me, it's difficult to get inspiration when I'm swamped with a lot of meetings and deadlines during the daytime. So running is a sure way of getting my aha moments. While I was working on my dissertation, I would run almost daily. I needed that time alone with myself and my brain to figure out what all the data was trying to tell me. I recall when I was doing my dissertation, I was facing kind of an impasse. I had collected a lot of interview data, but I couldn't figure out all how all of them fit together. I tried to use a pure demand and supply theory, but it didn't explain anything um, and neither were decision-making frameworks. But during one of the runs, I suddenly remembered that queuing theory was the appropriate theory to use. Work was like people joining a queue 
and part-time workers are like the service staff trying to serve people joining the queue. I remembered I was very happy when the idea popped up in my head. On a related note, I've also learned that the importance of sleep to help you think better. Up until a few years ago, I had the habit of forcing myself to continue hacking at a problem even though I was already very tired. I was of the view that sleeping was a waste of time. However, things changed when a friend told me that sleeping actually helps in our ability to solve complex problems because while we are asleep, the brain repairs itself and forms new synaptic connection. When I first heard about this, I took it just as an excuse to head to bed. But time and time again, it has been proven that when I reach impasse in trying to crack a difficult problem, I would go to sleep. And when I woke up the next morning, most of the time, I would have a renewed perspective of the problem. So next time when your boss or co-worker catches you staring out of the window when you are at work or taking a snooze at your desk, remember to tell them this quote. The greatest geniuses sometimes accomplish more when they work less. This quote is also is from Leonardo da Vinci, who also subscribed to this thought that an idle man's mind is likely to be creativity's workshop. The second technique is to try something new. Many years ago, I used to have a staff who took leave at least once a month. She explained to me that once a month, she would take leave to explore new places in Singapore. I thought that as strange as it may sound, it was actually quite commendable for her to set aside time to experience something new on a regular basis. Experiencing new things helps to increase our creativity and imagination. The author suggests that we go to a new restaurant and try the least popular dish. Research shows that by stretching yourself in simple ways like these um, and going outside your comfort, comfort zone will increase your creativity and imagination. On a related note, he also suggests that we talk to strangers. By talking to strangers and getting exposed to what they think, you can broaden your own thinking. I think I know what you're thinking in your head. You may be thinking that if you attempt to strike up a conversation with random strangers on the bus or MRT, people will look at you weirdly, thinking that you are either a loony or a scammer. But it may be someone that you see regularly on your morning exercise routine at the park or the uncle that serves you breakfast at your regular kopitiam. To me, it's just like reading different genre of books, watching different genre of movies. Books, movies, actual human conversations are different channels for you to know a world outside yours. Thinking out of the box requires you to have some knowledge of the world outside your box. And by constantly experiencing something new, you are in a way, knowingly and unknowingly, collecting information that will one day be useful. So for me, I try to have what I call a day off once a week if possible. On that day, I don't schedule any routine meetings and if possible, I try to visit at least one new place in Singapore or meet with a new contact. This would often include meeting my prospects or clients at their office at possibly far-flung locations in Singapore, um, like Woodlands and Mandai. I find this exercise very helpful for me to know more of what I do not know. The third technique is to convince yourself that something bizarre is right. 
All of us have firm beliefs shaped by our upbringing, our culture, the school we attended, or the friends we hang out with. Sometimes circumstances change, but our beliefs remain firmly entrenched in the past. The author believes that people who are more open to personal paradigm shifts are more likely to have an edge over others in life because they can adapt to these changes more easily. In the book, he regularly writes down on a piece of paper beliefs that he holds firm and then imagines someone is challenging him. And he thinks through why that someone may possibly be correct. For me, I don't challenge my personal beliefs, but instead, I always have this mental exercise of thinking how businesses I come across can possibly do better. I mentioned in an earlier episode that as I was standing in line in a Mihun Kui stall, my mind ran wild trying to think about how she can reinvent her business model. More recently, I was renovating my home and I found that the entire process of renovating remained at what it was 16 years ago when I had my first home. And I'm sure it had been the same for many decades earlier. Basically, the designer has to ask you what you want, then design what you want, choose the material, and then you also view the future through some um, 3D picture. And you had to periodically visit the site to check on the progress. For example, whether your aircon pipe had been ran correctly, uh, just in case that there was any miscommunications. Also, the process of coordination was entirely controlled by the project manager. There was little transparency of what came next. Although I had a pleasant experience with a designer, the whole process of renovation was the opposite and can be summarized in one word, painful. So I started to imagine what the future of renovation could possibly be. For customized carpentry work, the customers can simply choose from a finite set of options. For example, the design of kitchen, drawer, cabinet, etc., which they can touch and feel in the showroom. In addition, they could leverage on augmented reality to let people have an idea of what the design is. The whole process of renovation, starting with choice of materials, work schedule, who is doing the work when, will all be managed on a single platform so that there's no ambiguity of what needs to be done, who needs to do it, and when owner needs to come in to do certain checks. When I spoke to my interior designer, he was a little bit blown away by what I said, and he said that with the current way that the industry worked, it was impossible, even though there's some semblance of this idea already being used elsewhere in the world. When he took these ideas back to communicate to the people in his company, um, many were resistant and at best lukewarm. Well, disruptions are a daily occurrence these days. It doesn't harm to do mental rehearsals to prepare for the day that it really lands in your industry. So today we saw three techniques to help you think better. Keep your mind free and aimless. Experience new things and constantly have dry runs of bizarre ideas in your head. These will keep your mind elastic and flexible to be creative. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you have questions or thoughts on this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly slash squareapple. That's bit.ly forward slash s-q-u-a-r-e-a-p-p-l-e. Thank you and see you soon. 
Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.